Well, your mother might have convinced you you're one of a kind, but when it comes to your job, could artificial intelligence do it just as well, or maybe even better? Even if that's the perception, it's having real-world consequences. James Pertill is the ABC technology reporter, joins me now for Big Tech. James, uh, you've looked at the impact AI is already having on some industries. I know there's been some nail-biting in journalism and even some interesting uh, uh, test cases uh, like the New York Times, for example. But let's look at copywriting. What do copywriters have to be worried about when it comes to AI? Yes. So, I mean, last year we saw all those reports out saying AI is going to take over the world and it's going to automate 50% of jobs or a quarter of jobs. Um, And then, you know, we didn't really hear much after that. So I went looking for the professions where it was actually already having an impact. Copywriters are the ones, along with graphic, graphic designers, that are right on the front line. And so I went to find copywriters um, to find out, you know, are they being affected by AI already? And what does that actually look like? I mean, we, we hear about AI automating work all the time, but does that mean you just don't have a job or does it mean you have 50% less of a job? Does it mean you just get paid less for the same amount of work? Um, so these are the questions I wanted to ask. And the, the overwhelming response from the copywriters was, yes, it is having an impact. Um, generally, we are getting paid less and there's less work, but it's also really complicated and depends the impact depends on lots of different factors. Yeah, you get the idea that in certain industries like this, there'd be a certain element of conglomeration with some um, companies or enterprises taking advantage of the technology and the lower labour rates to be able to uh, deliver a service for uh, less less on the price tag. What about the workarounds that people uh, in this area have found? You reported on um, Ms Sheldon, this Sydney-based copywriter. Talk to me about yeah. her. Well, yeah, so she's gone from, um, you know, being being a copywriter, running a freelance business, bringing in six figures a year. That just fell away last year with ChatGPT and she found herself really struggling for work. But she also saw an opportunity and now she earns most of her money through coaching people how to use ChatGPT. And this was quite a common story, a kind of way that copywriters are pivoting, uh, I should say, or I could say, um, to to the arrival of ChatGPT and other programs. Um, others were using ChatGPT in their work, but kind of trying to position themselves more as marketing people or marketing strategists and things like that. And there's this general idea or hope that uh, ChatGPT or other AI will sort of relieve us of the drudge work of, of our work and allow us to kind of spend more time doing the fun stuff or the stuff that's a bit more high value. So there are some cases of that happening uh, in in uh, copywriting right now. You do hear that argument from proponents or boomers uh, of AI who say that, yeah, you'll have all this time freed up, you'll be able to do... That's if you still have a job. I mean, if you do work for someone, <laughs> there is that very rational argument that if your job is now made redundant through technology, then what benefit is, is it for you to hang around for the employer? I mean... The idea of lots of different industries turning to teaching AI uh, and how to employ it in that industry is an interesting one. This could apply to lots of other industries, I'm sure. Yeah, I've always been, you know, sceptical of that argument that oh, we, we'll just, um, you know, we'll all end up teaching AI rather than um, doing the work we're originally doing. And you, you wonder, you know, how many how many of us can actually teach AI? Is there just going to be less work all around? 
But I, I think the 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 answer I've had, and I spoke with various economists and other AI experts on this, is that there will just be more work created. Um, you know, um, and 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 that's what we've already seen in copywriting. That a lot of the copywriters are saying, "I'm I'm working as much as I was before, but I'm offering a, a more of a service to the client." Um, so you know, that's that's an encouraging sign of sort of the impact of AI more broadly on our society. If 50% of jobs say are automated, it doesn't mean that there'll be 50% higher unemployment. Um, that there'll be sort of a general creation of work, which is what we often see with um, the impact of tech on on the employment sector. Well, certainly in the copywriting sense, you'd imagine that uh, if uh, your job has been taken by AI, you end up working for it in terms of uh, fact checking and uh, sub editing. Uh, what the AI has done. Technology reporter James Pertill is here. We're talking about how some professionals are already adapting to artificial intelligence, encroaching on their jobs. There is always always that question of the quality that I was referring to, James. You know, uh, if AI is always a, as effective as a real person, for example, how how does it actually perform as a copywriter? Do we, what's the quality of the copy that comes out of an AI bot doing copywriting? It's it's quite generic and it's maybe not that engaging. And the feedback that I've had from copywriters is that it, it's been the AI can kind of do the the drudge work of writing a 500 word blog post, but often their job will then be to come in and edit it and make it more personable, or sometimes to, you know, um, add add certain terms that the client wants and things like that. So. It's not. It's not the quality of the work isn't good enough that you can just publish and um, the AI can do everything, but um, it's sort of good enough that it can, you know, automate maybe ninety percent of that work. That's just purely for writing. AI is often cast as the enemy of democracy. You know, the idea that you can rapidly produce lots of uh, misinformation or disinformation uh, in the time of democratic elections. However, we just had two more than two hundred million people vote in Indonesia this week. Prabowo Subianto, uh, obviously uh, the incumbent, looking for a fourth term. He. Uh, in essence, in this election, AI played a role in this campaign, not necessarily a negative one. How did it play a role? Yeah, um, so this is going to be a big theme in 2024. It's a year where half the population, half the world's population is um, is going to have an election. Um, and obviously, generative AI is going to be uh, a big part of that. Um, what we've seen in Indonesia is use of generative AI for, um, you know, cartoon avatars of the of candidates. Um, a lot of AI-generated art um, published on social media, you know, that can be kind of more interactive where people essentially have, have a photo of themselves with the candidate and they publish that on social media. And even to the point um, of uh, AI bots answering questions about the voting process itself, which is, uh, I suppose, in essence, a fairly democratic and constructive thing. We're going to have to leave it there. ABC Technology reporter James Pertil, thanks for your time. ABCRN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.